This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay. So, what's up, y'all? You are tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed not offended podcast, a podcast specifically for the consistently irritated individuals. As always, I am your host, Sydney, sharing the deets on what has me fed up because as always, it's something y'all, y'all know, everything just gets under my skin. But still, here we are. I have a guest, woo woo, and surprise, surprise, it's one of my friends, you know. I actually enjoy harassing my friends and forcing them to come on the show and talk with me, and we actually pretend to have civilized conversations on here, but who knows what my guest today, it might get a little raunchy, because that's just how she do. I'm definitely weak here. Look, you already know how I do. <laughs> but anywho, if that voice sounds familiar, that is one of my close friends, Ashlyn. Ashlyn, do you want to give a little introduction? Yeah, so my name is Ashlyn, obviously. On Instagram, it's underscore Ash, D-G-A-F. So I do actually care. It's not for don't give a fuck. So... So y'all already know what I'm into. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm into astrology. You know I'm into talking a lot of stuff. You know I'm irritated just as much as Sydney because we both Virgo risings. So what don't irritate us? I really don't know. I build irritation throughout the day, every day. So I'm into health. You know, I like a lot of health options. But really, I'm well-rounded and down to talk about anything. Yes, and that's what I love about Ash. We often have these conversations that they sometimes sound like tangents to people who don't know us, but in reality, we just talking or talking shit. So starting off with our very first segment, which is fed up or f***ed up for any new guests, I use this segment as an opportunity for my listeners to know more about my guests, you know, try to see what gets under their skin because that's the best way to get to know somebody. So Ash, what has you fed up this week? Oh my God. So I ain't gonna disclose who I work for, but understand what has me fed up is the stimulus checks. Oh my God, this week I've been getting gone off on so I work at a call center. It's not, it's a Ashlyn call center. works for a financial institution. I'm just going to say that. Okay. So that definitely sounds better. <laughs> so everyone, I work at home too. So everyone has been calling about their stimulus checks. If you already received yours, you know, it dropped like December 31st. But like a lot of, <laughs> and that's the cause I've been getting, but this has not been that nice. It's people been calling in. Hey, I got my grandma stimulus check, my daughter stimulus stimulus check, my son stimulus check, my baby daddy I ain't talked to in five years stimulus check sent to sent to uh my account. Do you see them? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I don't. And then that's what's been having me fed up because the customer's been fed up right with me. I can't believe it. I definitely haven't gotten mine. And at this point, 
I'm just like, do they even know what they're doing? Like, are we still even supposed to get them? Because I felt like they tried to do the rollout of the $600 one so quickly. And now they're going back like, oh, we actually want to do $2,000. So it was like, well, wait, damn. Did the people who get the $600, do they keep their $600 and they get the additional $2K? Or do I just get my $2K because I missed my little window for the $600? It's ghetto. Look, all I know it is ghetto, and I do know that they were dropped. I got mine, and I spent that mug on bills so quick. I don't even know if it was. But it's only six hundred dollars. It's only six hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I got a thing in the mail to do with my like insurance for my car because I had purchased a new car, and even with that, they blew me because I had to go back and repay for December because they still had my old car in the insurance. So they're like, oh, I bet it's January. You got to cover December and January. And I'm like, damn. So even then, that's like a good chunk of whatever that $600 be. $600 is not going anywhere. First of all, and you know how, how on Twitter, everybody was like, what's 600 The way I've been getting these calls, I'm pretty sure it's been a lot of my Twitter followers on there calling these phones. I guess America be acting bougie, but that's 600 been having these lines blowing up. Now, I can Look, still see that though. I can still see that though, but at this point, I just personally... I'm like, I guess it is what it is. It's been a lot of stuff going on. I know, like you said, my money is probably going to go to some sort of bill or something of that nature. So we shall see. I can definitely say, though, this week, one thing that had me fed up, and I guess I'm just working on it, but my own discrepancy. Like, you know, I'm on a whole new year, new me tip, and I have not adjusted. Like, literally. All of the stuff I said I was going to stop doing and new habits I was going to formulate, I have not. Like, I was supposed to stop drinking coffee. Your girl drink a cup every day just because I need it. I'm tired. I tell myself <laughs> I'm cutting off my phone at 10 p.m. I'm on FaceTime till 11.30 p.m. Like, it's ghetto. First of all, everything right now, how can you hold yourself to that standard when I feel like that we've been, I don't feel like it's a new year. I feel like <laughs> March 2020 never left. When, it did When COVID first started, I don't know. It's like, we're having the other months with, I don't know about the seasons. Today it felt <laughs> good outside. It's not cold. I'm like, look, put me in a time machine and send me past all of this stuff because I can't handle it. But you know I don't know about I no think new you, year. I I think you got a good point though. It, it does feel like we're stuck in this time trajectory of just experience in March 2020 over and over again, or even April. Like it's it's wild because everybody just looked up and we like, damn, it's January. And even then I told myself, like, oh, I really wanted to try a raw food cleanse and I wanted to detox for like three days. And you know, Maya, the um singer, mm-hmm. Maya Planet, she has like a really good guide for uh, making the process easier of if you want to do like a raw vegan cleanse, if you want to do a vegetarian cleanse and so forth. But I can't bring myself to do it. Like even my friends who were holding me accountable, like I'm like, oh, we're all going to do it at the same time. I still don't want to. (laughs) Maybe I'm stuck. (laughs) Maybe you are stuck right there. Look, you know that Virgo and you be setting them goals. I'm finna hit this, hit that. But then it's like, 
why would I hit any of that when first of all that six hundred ain't even hit your accounts? Maybe, so, maybe that six hundred dollars will motivate me to be like a better person. Like, damn, I got some money. You, because you know when you get money, you really yeah. be in a good ass mood. Like, damn, ooh, I'm finna be outside. Uh, right, I'm about to be inside first of all, because what's outside here in St. Louis has been like dead. When I tell you death, destruction, and even now though, it's so many different things going on. Like for instance, I know. I had a few uh, people I know they were talking about traveling internationally and stuff and literally just as they've been talking about it the CDC just shared their new like guidelines as far as international travel and they're like oh yeah if you travel internationally and you're coming to the United States from whatever foreign country you have to have a negative COVID test like they're really just not on shit right now like again it's like 2021 might be a diet 2020 it definitely might be a diet 2020 and First of all, let's just be honest. Americans, when we go to other places, we be the ones people got to watch out for. So (laughs) I'm glad that now it's like, okay, let's get locked in for real. Because I don't know about child, but I've been mad jealous that all of these other countries really haven't had as many COVID stuff. But We, I'll go on Twitter reading articles and Meemaw and Pop Pop over here dying because of us going everywhere and i'm like oh my god you know what i'm gonna kick it in the house let's get it let's get tipsy every night i ain't doing no raw fast i ain't doing no cleanses i'm just gonna pass out until spring come back around and when i wake back up hopefully it is over but you know what though it's funny even say that because i technically feel like i know a lot of people who actually don't start they don't say it's the new year until spring like i actually know some people who like yeah you know it really don't count since spring is like the first season of the year and the start of everything so in a way they just really like i'm just gonna duck off until then and at this point maybe we all should just duck off until like march maybe we'll just get like a total reset by like march 2021 like the whole the whole world will have reversed by then right because if you think about the winter time it's it's about what you want to what you already planted and what you kind of harvest in now and what you're yeah. sustaining yourself if yeah. we all been pretty much placed in an isolated position at mm-hmm. least some of us because i've been working at home since about april if mm-hmm. we all been placed there in an isolated position what have we really been reaping unless you already was doing stuff kind of before yeah. that so for me i am one of those people that's like okay spring is the new time it's the real beginning of the new year because i'm actually able to go outside at least in the midwest and not feel dead outside it's dead right now outside as far as it's dead outside it get dark at like five o'clock 4 30 at that so you really just don't be on it but you know what you guys if you feel the same way as us leave any sort of comment or like reply to this episode and just share how you are potentially restarting your year and tomorrow March like you're technically like yeah I'm still gonna stay in my 2020 bubble and emerge at the end but moving on to the main segment you know we'll do things a little differently today I feel like I'm always usually so structured and this and that but you know for the make it make sense segment this time we gonna do a little kind of like not so much off the wall but like shooting the shit just catching up and talking about our favorite things which as of recently, has been like binge watching these 
great shows on Netflix and watching these black movies. So me and Ashlyn, you guys, we both watch Bridgerton. Oh, shout out to Shonda. Shout out to Reggae. <laughs> Wait, that's how you pronounce his name? Yes, I just Ooh. found that out. Why is it Reggae? Look. Oh, I like that. That's very exotic. It's <laughs> like an exotic name. Yes, I was like, what? It's like the music. You can't go wrong with that. You giving me good vibes on Bridgerton, you even can't. though you really wasn't. You can't. <laughs> so if you guys haven't like heard already of the firestorm that is Bridgerton, it's basically a show um, developed by the Shonda Rhimes on Netflix. And I believe it's based in like the, is it like the 18th century? 18th century, 19th century. It's in London. And it has to do with these prestigious families and their daughters who are emerging as debutantes. So back in that day and age, when you were a debutante, you're kind of like coming into womanhood. Like your family's like showing you off, like, oh my God, my daughter is that bitch and she needs a husband. So um, the main family is the Bridgertons. And then um, it's also the, is it Featherton? Featherton. Yep, yep. it's the Feathertons. And again, all of these people are wealthy they hang out with the queen like they queen they cool as shit with queen charlotte they just be pulling up at the palace having all of these immaculate balls and tea times and uh, throughout the series like this is season one so it's about eight episodes it just shows the lifestyle of how these people are in society and you know shonda always gotta spice stuff up even though anybody who thinks about london or england during that time period you definitely think about white people like black people we were some <laughs> slaves somewhere but miss shonda <laughs> sprinkled us in as characters do you want to talk about some of the characters ash yeah i'll definitely get into some characters so it it for me you know i really really like the duke mm-hmm. everybody is not familiar with the remake of roots yeah but i definitely wasn't was george yeah you definitely wasn't but his his breakout role for me has been Bridgerton for everybody else, but it actually was Chicken George in Roots, the remake. Mm-hmm. He was in there so long. So he's my favorite character because understand all of the girls be thirsting over him. So yes. he be rejecting everybody until he meet Miss Daphne. So yeah. Daphne, it's her first year breaking out and looking for her a man's. Yes. She was at the bar, right? So Daphne is what? The daughter of uh, the Bridgerton. Yeah, and again, you guys, they're wealthy. Like, just think of the epitome of wealth. So they have all of these servants. It's like, just like royalty when I think about it. Right. And it's like, you're so rich that you don't even have to bathe yourself rich. Even though I thought they weren't bathing in that time period. (laughs) I guess unless you was rich, huh? So, right, you had to be rich to be bathing because we know we know why that plague broke out there we definitely know so i don't think that was that time period though but daphne it's her year of her needing to find a man so she can have a baby mm-hmm. so i really like her because she's real naive a little bougie and like real pretty i will say daphne is really pretty and so i like her because she basically gonna do a sneaky link with the dude but we ain't gonna oh. get into that yeah, we, don't and wanna, we have her. Well, I was going to say, like, we can give a few spoilers, but we can't spoil it too much for anybody. Too much. 
But you were saying the do uh, and Daphne, their little relationship, it's like a really wild ride. Yes, it is a wild ride, but Daphne has a protector. So let's, you won't know about Daphne without knowing about her brother. So in this time period, understand women couldn't do anything really for themselves when it came to men. They couldn't be alone with men, period, unless it was a family member. So you had to actually have a man kind of uh, negotiate with other men about like their standing in your life. Yeah, it was yeah, like a chaperone. chaperone. Your parents would have to be there uh, or like you said, some sort of your family member, somebody who was older, like, look, y'all asses better not be fornicating, no, kissel, no kissing, you can't be touching on her ankles, that kind of stuff. Like, wild. Period. So I really liked her brother. What was his name again? Because I don't know if y'all seen Anthony. the joke, all the bridges look alike. Anthony. Yes, so, they do. <laughs> yes, they all looked alike, yeah. So Anthony, he was really cool, but he had a lot of little mess going on because their father was already uh, deceased, so he had to take on the role of being this dad, but he wasn't Daphne's mm-hmm. dad. So mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite characters. But let's get into the character who is your Twitter name right now. (laughs) (laughs) Miss uh, Lady Whistleton. So you guys, in essence, even though, again, all of these things are taking place and it's really focused on the Bridgerton family and the Feathertons, there's basically this mysterious lady whistle down and she writes kind of like a gossip column that goes out to everybody in the town it circulates london and basically she spills the tea literally on everybody it does not matter whom she doesn't care and again she's doing this in secrecy so in a way nobody is sure of who it is like until the very last episode you won't know who it is and i don't want to spoil it because it's low-key tight but again in these columns she just writes messy stuff like even when um Daphne was first debuted and the queen was like, oh my God, this girl is gorgeous. She's like, oh, Daphne's so gorgeous. Hmm. We shall see how well she stands up to par versus all of the other young ladies or even then who are her suitors. So she she's very gossipy, but she keeps the town lit. Like she keeps them on their toes. She keep them on their toes for sure. And then Queen Charlotte. So like going back to Shonda Rhimes, Queen Charlotte is actually a, a, a black woman of African identity and she is like the queen. When I say you can't get anything past her, but Whistledown actually gets a lot past her. So you have the queen being like, the, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> who is that? Where is she at? She's trying to do everything to figure out because she's actually, in a way, not more powerful, but her words is actually becoming more powerful than the queen. in Bridgerton so you could kind of see how the queen basically is scrambling trying to figure out how who this lady is while the queen also does a little bit of nose candy here and there and I don't know what (laughs) it was back then but when I tell you something when the when I tell y'all the entire show it's good because I know somebody compared it to like a 19th century gossip girl because you know gossip girl always have the drama all of that like even uh pretty little liars in a sense like it's always something going on and each character kind of has their own storyline and I think that's one thing I enjoyed as well even though Daphne is like a main character as well as the Duke and Anthony there are these like sub sub storylines because even for instance um one of the girls in the Featherton house she is actually done 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 with child 
And again, like Ashlyn said, back in that time period, you can't be having, you couldn't even be alone with a man. So you pregnant? You pregnant? And her baby daddy is nowhere to be found, but he is somewhere to be found. He's yeah. actually in uh, the war. Yeah. But nobody know really who he is, how he looks, what's going on, really. And she's pregnant. And uh, I'm not trying to give out spoilers, but if y'all really want to know what goes and, down And again, there, like you said, he, it isn't so much he's nowhere to be found. All of the people back then are just like, what type of man would even do a woman like this? Like, they don't see sex as something happening between two people. It's like something a man does to a woman in a sense. So they're like, why would he even force himself upon this woman so she could end up in this condition and then be left alone? But I think, honestly, my favorite thing about the show is the dialogue. Because again, they have these British accents and they're using these like 19th century slang so even then like rape my friend do you know what rake mean when they kept saying oh she's raking about town or i am such a rake you know what, no, what does that mean ho like hoeing like when they'd be like oh he's such a rake like he's such a hoe oh that makes sense because they kept yes. saying it with a negative kind of <laughs> oh that definitely makes a lot of sense because the duke oh he was rake city baby he was rake <laughs> city and Daphne let him know on my, well her brother yes so yeah y'all always know how we always sometimes invalidate like you know the man in our life telling us hey watch out for this person as you yes. know a woman like he don't know what he's talking about so Anthony put Daphne on game about the Duke because that was his friend. He like, hey, this is a rake and you deserve so much better. But you know, Tom, someone, Dirty Max, somebody mm -hmm. else, it makes them much more intriguing, yes. period. Yeah, that's so sad, though. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know if I do that as a woman per se, but I definitely know people. When they do that, it's kind of like you, you, you're planting the seed in that person's brain about the other person. So therefore, or it has no choice but to grow whether it be negative or positive like you said they can be like hmm damn they might be a hoe but they still really lit like they really interesting or it could be like oh they are so scandalous like ugh, like I hate them I despise them but again great show um another thing that had just dropped and Ashlyn had gotten a chance to watch it I haven't I'm so jealous but it is Sylvie's what's the name of it love sylvie's love so tell me some more about that like i want to get into some black love stories that's what we need and so okay so i'm dead sylvie's love it has the duke in there also but sylvie's love is with tessa thompson and it also pretty much stars he is like pretty new on the scene i'm trying it's to think carrie of his name. uh not say carrie hilson hell carrie washington <laughs> her husband he has a um yes. he is he Nigerian? I always yes. forget his name. His name is actually very player. hard to pronounce. And it's like I don't want to do him in by pronouncing his name, but he goes by Robert in Sylvie's Love. So pretty much in Sylvie's Love, you have Tessa Thompson. She pretty much planned this girl who is really sedity because her mom is very educated and her dad owns a record shop. So mm -hmm. she goes to cotillions and things of that nature. Her mama don't play that when it comes to her experiencing men 
and stuff like that. It's similar to Bridgerton, the way of a young woman being naive, but a man kind of entrancing her because he has something that she never experienced, which is life. Mm -hmm. Life, someone who experienced more life than you is always attractive in some Mm -hmm. shape or form. So pretty much one day this guy comes in her dead shop that she's just sitting there watching TV. And he pretty much gets a job there. She finds out that he's a saxophonist. And she finds out that he really loves music. So Mm -hmm. he invites her out. I don't know why they did it like this, but when he invites her out, she is engaged and her husband is in the Korean War at the time, but she can't resist the saxophonist. You know something about them musicians. You know Back gotta add then, that spice. Gotta add that spice, especially in New York, based around the time of Harlem when I, people like the were Harlem really into jazz. Okay. Yes, it's around that time, you know, before a little bit before Motown, mm-hmm. but it's still like the jazz era mm-hmm. when people were really like focused on jazz. So this woman could not deny her attraction to him. Ooh. He would touch her and she feeling like she about to pass out. I'm like, hollow. you know, in the movie where they show women being a really dramatic. She like, I love oh that God. for us. But they even I did that in Bridgerton. Yes. Like the little girl, yes. well, not the little girls, but they used to faint to get the man's attention. Like, I like that. I want to try it in real life. Right. Look, because it really be under woman in real life. <laughs> so it pretty much paints a picture of her going back and forth with this guy over years and years because they have a lot of chemistry. Mm-hmm. but they lifestyles don't correlate she's ed- you know she's educated she's coming from an educated home mama don't want you to be with no musician he's <laughs> gonna go off to Paris and start his career so they can't be together when they're like young but he comes back Ooh. and she has a little secret do I want to spoil it for y'all yeah I know that I do so bad but I'm not going to spoil it for y'all but understand if a woman has a secret most likely what is it when a man has left for years and years <laughs> and they come back and find hey, someone hey, being there <laughs> hey. now um one thing I was going to bring up that I saw recently, and I watched this with some friends. It was very interesting. I forgot if we watched it. I think we watched it on Hulu. So there's this indie film called Premature. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's really interesting. It's kind of dope. Uh, It brought up a lot of memories of being a hood rat teenager. I was hood ratting right along <laughs> with her. And I see the, the preview on your Twitter. That's the thing. Yes, I posted it on my Twitter. Yes. So basically, it's by a black director and producer. It is set in Harlem, and it's about these teenagers. And um, most importantly, it's like a main female character, and she's getting ready to go off to college in the fall. And you know, just that like summertime feeling where you just get a chance to hang with all your girls, go to parties, go to kickbacks, and she meets a guy that she really likes. And throughout the summer the film like explores the dynamic of their relationship again being a teenager like you know when you really think you got shit figured out but you don't at all so throughout the film even though she really cares about this guy and they have a relationship she's still kind of like even hesitant to tell her friends about it her mother just doesn't understand it because, again, her mom's like, look, I know you think you grown and you didn't raise yourself, but you are still a young lady, like, figuring things out. And the film is so, like, 
raw it's kind of raw to the point where you get a little uncomfortable like it's a couple of scenes where you just like oh like this feel too real like have you ever watched any movies where you like damn that's a little too real like i wanted something a little yeah, yeah. funny and yeah. there are some scenes where you like oh damn it's like they even then um okay so the main character is ayana and the guy she's dating his name is isaiah and he's also older than her too so mm. even though she's like 17 18 getting ready for college I believe he's like 22 or 21 and he really does like her but again he's older he's a little bit mature but even in his own maturity he still lacks I feel like some emotional vulnerability as a man and um it's just crazy how again the movie just shows so many real aspects like it's literally one part in a movie bro they sure went to a kickback right they just, <laughs> like they drink it like MD 2020 cheap liquor like Hennessy smoking blunts and again this is a kickback so they're in somebody's apartment and they like in the kitchen dancing music loud you can still tell whoever house it is more than likely did not want they ass there but they all there kicking it and so her and the guy Isaiah Ayana the main character they kind of got into it and had a little falling out so while she's there she like you know what I don't give a damn about him fuck him and her friend's like yep mm-hmm and they hyper her up so eventually she starts dancing with another guy and as usual with any film guess who walks in the other main character Isaiah her little boo so now it's that little jealousy fit you know when you out with somebody and, and a person you really like come see you and they like oh so it's like that and it pretty much was but again it was a really good like drama it pulls on your heartstrings in a lot of ways because even then I think it's a um, portion of the movie where her and her mom like even though you can tell her mom takes care of her and does what she's supposed to do her mom is still one of those women who might not have given her as much attention as she should have like dating and doing other stuff because even then she came right. home and she saw a dude in her house and he like oh hello hi I'm so and so and so and she looking like what is Nick like? Who is this? He here for my mom. <laughs> oh, I can relate. <laughs> and that's so, exactly how it was. It's like a lot of very relatable content throughout the movie, which I love for sure. And I'm loving how, like, even the theme of the last few uh, shows we talked about is really diving into the perspectives of women. Because even though they have like the male characters also kind of being the main characters, it's still almost as if they're just helping, like, in the woman's story. And it's showing yeah. like true, true, like, uh, things that we deal with and things of that when it comes to dating, especially within a heteronormative lifestyle. I mm. love that it's giving people more options of that you're not the only one going through this you want the only one that been through it it's no shame in your journey it's no shame in discovering who you are the what um your sexual needs your emotional needs and your relational needs because as a woman sometimes you feel shame for what you don't know mm -hmm. as you kind of grow into like you know your 20s almost you yeah. always feel like you know dang why didn't i notice about this person <laughs> dang i should have seen it coming why didn't my parents teach me that these people yeah. ain't shit out here but you get your friends and you realize that girl you going through this too and yes. your mama been through this too girl your great granny was going through this too okay well at least we are here together and figuring out 
what what is going to happen and i love that these films are coming out and having like strong black women leads or having mm-hmm. a lot of women leads in general just mm-hmm. sharing their stories or you know from their the perspective of the writer for sure it's been a lot more well-written shows and films as of recently that try to touch on different dynamics and bringing up different issues which i think is phenomenal and i always appreciate new content because unlike a majority of people I don't want to get on Netflix and watch The Office, even though it's no longer on there. I don't want to get on Hulu and watch Friends. Like, give me something that is entertaining and new. Um, that's not a uh, uh, what's that term? Like a remake. I hate remakes. I'm tired of all these damn remakes. Even when they got uh Coming to America too. I'm interested to see what it will look like, but I'm also like, it's been so damn long since Coming to America actually came out. What will this even look like? Like, I don't even remember what eddie murphy looked like what was the last movie first of all first of all what was the last movie eddie murphy i feel like i watched all of his old dream girls i feel like dream girls was the last big movie he be doing kid movie like movies geared towards children a lot in his adulthood versus like movie geared towards adults so i am interested to see how come the american 2 will be because we do have so much more effects we have so much more cgi we have have yeah. so much ability for k to make something be better but it's like everything always fall short yeah. so i'm hoping that it's actually good because i love eddie murphy and i love the whole cast so mm-hmm. i'm hoping that it actually come through mm-hmm. and that people are actually able to like really make it good because like bad boys 3 was something i was looking forward to again it's not a shot at the legend that is eddie murphy i'm just thinking again what have I seen him in as of lately? I literally was looking it up and nothing is popping up. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I think the last thing he was in was in Dream Girl. So coming to America in itself is a legendary film. It's iconic. We all know bits and scenes. We know everything about Prince Akeem. But I just want to know how they're going to spin it for the new audience in 2021. Because there's definitely some people who were... I was I born when Coming to America came out? Like, I know I wasn't born, but I'm at least familiar with it. Like, this new generation of kids don't know nothing. They don't even know nothing about Dr. Doolittle. We was not born. It was in 1988. <laughs> so, they definitely have to rework it to make it be popular because Dr. Doolittle and Nutty Professor, like, I remember watching that as a kid, but that was definitely still hella early. Like, yeah, that first Nutty Professor movie came out in 1990. 96, y'all. Yes, in my born year, and I still, still love the Nutty Professor and Dr. Doolittle. I wanted to be like Dr. Doolittle, probably why I got two cats now be trying to talk to. But you're right, he hasn't actually put out anything. And it's like, I can't even envision it in my head what that's going to look like. I hope that they don't do too much CGI. Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. that a take away from it. Because I could see a lot of that happening. But one thing you brought up, though, is you did say something about Bad Boys 3. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Bad Boys 3, that storyline, they did a good job of bringing that to life. And uh, kind of reminded us of why we love Mike Laurie. And yeah. uh, what's his name? It's Mike Laurie and Marcus. Like, why we love yes. them both. <laughs> um, But even in that instance... 
I think people were a little leery, like Bad Boys 3. The last Bad Boys came out, that was like 2004. And it was so good. I don't know what it is about early 2000 movies. Maybe it's it's their chemistry, though. The chemistry between, like, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Because Bad Boys, the first one was fire. The second one was even better. And the third one was really good. So maybe we should just give Coming to America a chance. And we weren't even born. So I feel like, could they really disappoint us? Probably (laughs) not. Probably Probably not. And you know what else was good, too, that I watched? And it's not really a black film sort to speak but it did have black characters i watched the film with tracy ellis ross and dakota johnson from um 50 shades of gray it was really cute it's a movie about um tracy ellis ross's character is like this singer her name is grace Oh my gosh, Grace. I forgot her character's name, but her character is this famous singer. It's called The High Note. And basically, her young female assistant, who's white, wants to become a producer. And she also wants to kind of reinvent her career because Grace is a little bit older. And she's super duper like famous. Like to me in the film, they kind of portray her as like a Mariah Carey or a Mary J. Blige, like all around wonderful artist, has all of the awards, but she's still trying to find a way to connect with her younger audience and her assistant is like girl I got you like she running around town like even though I'm just your personal assistant and I said appointments and all this other bullshit for you I could really kind of take you back to who you were so that movie it was really cute it had its own twists and turns if y'all get a chance you know support Tracy Ellis for sure and I kind of did like that movie the photograph with Issa Rae and Lakeith mm-hmm. now that was, it was so different to see them out of a goofy this because you know they both yes. so goofy so i was like yes. how is this gonna but you know what though mm-hmm. i feel like Issa and lakeith has some good chemistry but yes. that's some good chemistry but um yelan nolan oh my god so fun who played <laughs> daniel on insecure his character in the film and the character who played her mother their chemistry was like flame like if they were to ever do a film together i could definitely watch both of them interact look when that chemistry be so good between characters you'll be like you can't convince me y'all are not dating you be like you can't convince me that's not your type because certain people like you said got that chemistry that just make you be like hmm i need this in my life I need this right now <laughs> and you're right look Keith and Issa it's like you know I know that they probably want to step out of their comfort zone from what we expect them to be but you're right they're the hipsters the goofy awkward type of you know characters and in real life so yeah. it's kind of like I can't see them doing serious roles period like with someone else maybe by themselves but with someone else I love Corky and I love when they give that to me period especially Lakeith Issa she could probably switch it up but Lakeith yeah I don't I can't see that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, again, you guys, tell us what you think. What new shows have you been watching? Um, if they have been anything like worth noting, regardless of if the general public is giving them all these accolades, just hit us up with some good movies, black, white, in between, you know. I will literally watch it all. I don't give a damn. So uh, moving on to the You Are Drove portion of the show, which is the last segment um just a disclaimer 
drove is a St. Louis term for mad, sad, confused, or just plain oblivious to how you thought a situation would work out. You know, I try to explain it as thinking something is going to work out in your favor and it does not, you know, that whole, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and womp, womp, womp. You don't. You do not. <laughs> so, you guys, this week's main topic for the you are drove section is Miss Carrie Baby. So, oh. fans go up against Carrie Hilson for continuing to be herself. Like, she continues to say the most darnest things at times, including her opposing the recent removal of Donald Trump from various public social media platforms. So, if you, I don't think I have any international listeners, I'll double check, but you know, a majority of my listeners are in the United States, and you guys know what the hell has been going on these last week. Ever since that random ass pro manga baga um riot at the Capitol, it has been a shit show. Like, I don't think anybody knows what to do in politics at the moment. None of the politicians, <laughs> none of the civilians, everybody's just like, what the hell? But basically, one person who does know what to do are a lot of the various social media platforms. And for the most part, Instagram and Facebook are both owned by Mark Zuckerberg, while Twitter is owned by um, Jack, what's his name? Jack Dorsey. He's like the founder uh, and CEO of Twitter. But they have all like come together and decided to ban Donald Trump just because his words are used to incite violence and make people do things that they know damn well they shouldn't do just because he's that type of person. Like even for a while, he was going up against Mike Pence, his VP. Like literally, he don't give a damn who he turned on. But back to the main character at hand, Carrie Hilson decided to take to her Instagram stories to question if it was ethical to allow censorship of him deeming if the leader of the free world can be removed our freedom of speech can soon cease to exist and even said imagine that in the same right of a civilian now y'all i love that a majority of the folks were not rattled by her comment and again if you don't know that carrie hilson is a bit of a hoe temp she is the same person who i believe back in april said that the covid pandemic was caused by 5g yes First of all, Carrie Hilson has the Beyonce curse. I don't know what happened, but after she said something about Beyonce, everything she said after that did not make any damn sense along <laughs> with that. She needs to be banned her damn self for every time she pops up every six months. <laughs> it's something dumb. I just really don't understand her. It's like we got one song way back when, and now since then, all we've been getting is Swedo Science tip bro and my thing too but my thing too is like even with the covid comment that she made she made it on like her instagram or twitter so it's like baby girl you just said it was caused by 5g yet you are using a social media site that more than likely you had to use telecommunications to even gain access to and you like you had to use wi-fi to even get on a damn website you contributing to the problem you just said 
exist like what but again her comments went viral not surprising and not she surprising. ventured into the shade room comment section to try and clear things up and she said no you guys I know you guys are saying all this stuff about me but I feel like it's the wider view that's scarier to me and she went on to explain that she has influential friends that might oppose the public opinion and she doesn't want them suspended for also speaking their mind but again Carrie and everybody else who might have agreed to this because I feel like Carrie Hilson wasn't the only person who might have said this but people fail to realize hey even though Twitter Facebook and Instagram anybody can try to like access them these social media platforms are still owned by a company and you still have to agree to a terms and conditions clause to even get on their website. So I'm sure in those terms and conditions, they say, hey, if you say some shit that we don't want you to say within this community, we can ban or block you. So, and it's been plenty of people who have been banned and blocked from Twitter, even Facebook. For stuff that's not as nearly as serious as being the cause of an entire pandemic with, with multiple ramifications leading from that and also yes, and i riots. seen a comment <laughs> riots fighting but somebody said with carrie hisson if you know tammy rivera is the only person commenting you're right under your post you know <laughs> you messed up you had one comment on there like yeah yeah let's get it of somebody you know so like with Trump and all of that, I'm just happy. I don't know if the ramifications of him being in office are over, but I am. They not. But one thing he did do with Black Lives Matter protesters, he signed that bill where people can get more time. Mm -hmm. And all of those people who are on those pictures, the (laughs) FBI just let us know today, y'all thought we were playing all of y'all going to jail (laughs) for 10 plus years. So you see how that works? Like, what? As they should, though. As they should. Like, you guys are idiots. Why did you think that you were going to go to Ponderosa, then get your fat ass on a plane and go to a riot and go back to working at I don't know T-Mobile on Monday like it doesn't work like that you can't do shit like that in the real world but yeah I saw that as well where they were like oh just so you guys know everything circles back around but um all of those uh what was it all those things he had put into place to kind of attack the black lives matter protesters as well as like the other organized protesters um it's gonna come back on y'all ass and that's fine (laughs) and that's wonderful you love to see stuff like this like y'all are getting exactly what y'all deserve and i am so happy that when this goes down in history this has nothing to do with black people this was nothing we have washed our hands of this we this is not us i was at home watching the shit while working like they crazy they crazy Like, and I'm seeing the windows being smashed out and my co-workers, you know, they're going crazy in Slack. I know y'all be using Slack and I'm just over here like, hey, we see who the real thugs of America is as I sip my tea and answer those calls. So you're right. I'm glad 
in a way that everything about everything has came kind of to the forefront. And I could never have imagined any of this four years ago. You couldn't tell me that all of this would have happened at all. So I'm with it. Hey, as you should be. But you guys, that is all for this week's episode. I had fun chatting with Ashlyn all about, you know, how I'm going to be a better person or at least tend to be for 2021 as well as some of the good shows that are coming out because it's cold to tell you guys. Stay in the house, stay safe, flick it up on Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max. Yes, yes, yes. But Ashlyn, let them know again where they can find you on social media. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at underscore A-S-H-D-G-A-F and also on Twitter at underscore, I think it's two underscores, A-S-H-D-G-A-F and also y'all can check me out. Definitely we'll be getting into some new moon things on my Instagram story tonight so you could definitely check that out here sounds good but for real for real you guys Ashlyn is the go-to person for everything astrology so make sure to check her out I am still waiting on all y'all bald-headed asses to send me complaints I really am but let me judge your annoyances both big and small to see if you should be annoyed or offended make sure to email them to annoyed not offended at gmail.com thanks for tuning in you guys bye Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.